0: The City are still alive here, Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs,
1: and the ball in behind Damian Barney!
0: It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Barney!
1: Oh! You, 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 you are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand?
0: Now the fans are shouting every week Louis van Gaal's army. <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army. Feet after a fabulous start the game just got away from you there. I have nothing nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Oh, We're back Back in the saddle
1: Back in like the saddle Like we never left Back for Numero 99 99 red balloons
0: 3 of 3 On the The grouping of previews In terms of our power rankings rather
1: Yes The final Of the 3 part series In the build up For next season Recapping last season Talking The juicy stuff This weekend this week we got uh, the attacking tier list, the one that everyone's been waiting for.
0: Yeah, everyone's been shouting for, clamoring for, clamoring for I mean. it, clamoring yes. for it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Wow, what transition right there! Beautiful. Let's get into it. First team, F tier, Luton Town.
1: Luton. I didn't even try and do that, but it just worked brilliantly.
0: Yeah, it was Absolutely. pretty good. Absolutely, yes.
1: The Mad Hatters on the shoestring budget—it had to be potentially yeah, I... <laughs> the worst team to ever even, play in the Premier League.
0: Even last year, their quality in the Championship—they were not. They're definitely def. It's one thing to be defensive first and you get promoted, but mm-hmm. their attack was actually not even good by Championship standards. It wasn't even average. Yeah, so. for sure. Coming to the Premier League, I don't know if it'd be a rude awakening, given the fact they probably don't expect much.
1: Yeah, I I can't imagine, you know, they they signed to Heath Chong. Yep. So that's kind of their big flashy signing in terms They're of They're going to
0: sign, uh, what's his name, Mills. He's like a young player from Wolves. He'll be more of the midfield kind of roll for him. Hmm. I mean, they're just not going to spend a ton. Completely understandable. They have to add 10 mil to their stadium. So. Right. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see, but it probably won't because it's just going to be sadness for him.
1: Yeah, but I think so. Look
0: ahead. Is there, is there anything that, you know, gives them a gleam of hope, Sam, anything?
1: Well, their big player last year, Carlton Morris, 20 goals last season in the championship. So I think their hope has to be that he can somehow replicate that kind of production in the Premier League, which I think will be uh, quite difficult, but you never know.
0: Yeah, I would have to say if they had Carlton Cole in his prime, it would uh, not not be looking good for him regardless. So yes. Carlton Morris doesn't doesn't move doesn't move the needle for me, Sam. I don't know about you?
1: Uh yeah, I don't think I think, think so. your best
0: chance of staying up somehow has to be if they just got a bunch of guys on loan, I guess would be uh their best bet. Young guys who are you know, better than what they have right now, but even then how sustainable is that if you just get a bunch of young guys from, say, like Man City and Arsenal and United and stuff like that. Probably not. It's a gamble. Especially since now it's like City. City can just sell these guys for like twenty mil. Yeah, like guys who point of never, loading them out? never played you know a
1: single game for Main City. Yeah,
0: and they can just sell them for twenty mil. So yeah, uh, Luton F tier, bottom, 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 by a good amount. Next up, yes, Burnley. Burnley, two of the three F's down here. Yep
1: Unsurprising Of course You have Championship Clubs Coming up
0: Towards the bottom But Going to be know. towards the bottom and... Especially when It's it's one thing when You're like Oh well Could this guy transition It's another thing when Like their top goal scorer Was like someone on loan And that's the case for Exactly uh, Burnley With Nathan Tella
1: Yeah that was exactly My Going to be my point Was that Their Leading scorer Nathan Tella 17 goals Last season on loan from Southampton, I've heard rumblings that they're trying to sign him again this season. Um,
0: I mean, if you're Southampton, how do you not just keep him and farm him in the championship again? You yeah, automatic promotion.
1: Yeah, you'd have to have a. I mean, it would have to be offer. like twenty
0: five mil. Yeah, yeah, have to be like insane.
1: And then I saw ten goals out of Jay Rodriguez last year. You are not getting anywhere near that level Debatable. of production.
0: Debatable. I can't co-sign on that. <laughs>
1: Um and then their second highest leading goal scorer was we
0: considered their voot Veghorst. It should be in the W category. They
1: will definitely have some chances for him that he'll probably miss.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh second leading goal scorer, He did Lazio with twelve. Uh Ashley Barnes seven goals last year, obviously not With the team going into next year But it just doesn't fill me With a whole lot of confidence You got Josh Brownhill in the midfield That'll help supplement that uh, Attack But still still not enough uh,
0: Yeah They need something more going forward I completely agree I think F's fair You could maybe make the case for like D- Because they have one or two Proven guys but unfortunately Proven in a bad way for Foot Veghorst. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts? If if they do sign Nathan Tella? does that move the needle at all for you?
0: No, because I haven't seen it in the Premier League. Um, and I haven't seen it for multiple years in the championship because Nathan Tella has been on Southampton's bench. It's one thing when Bournemouth came up last year and we're like, well, Dom Solanke's been doing it for a little bit. For Bournemouth in the championship, you know, he has a few years under his belt, and he's kind of produced. And then Dom Solanke came in, and he looked pretty decent. But for Tella, he had one good year last year. He definitely could do it again. I would expect him to. I just feel like, and not to say he can't be Premier League quality eventually, but I just feel like he'll probably need another year in the championship before I have faith in him. If you're Burnley, I don't know. I I wouldn't spend that money to get him, but what do I know? Maybe he just is a morale boost for the team and has a lot of effects on uh, kind of how they play and off the field that are way more valuable than 20 mil.
1: Yeah, I think um, I agree with you on that. I, I don't think it quite moves the needle on that one. Um, but without him, you're, what do you have? you're moving, moving the, the needle farther back. So Yes,
0: you know. It depends how how pragmatic you could be in terms of signings because they, they've looked around. Uh, I know they were rumored with a couple of league-owned guys, and that's always a you know crapshoot, especially with attackers more so than defenders and midfielders. But yeah. even then, that's kind of a it's a little bit of a lottery. So
1: You know, I was expecting a little bit more of the city connection coming in. Maybe a guy or two on loan.
0: Will Palmer?
1: Yeah. Um, Cole Palmer that'd be an interesting how, you know what's
0: right? something you know what's something how teams not loaning guys to like Luton just for the fact they have like no one like I would instantly loan them like an attacking guy because like what are they going to not play him they don't have anyone else to play yeah like, that's to a get good someone point. in there
1: yeah I agree
0: but should we move on to the final F tier team yes sir oh my goodness is it deserving is it deserving, in my opinion? I would say yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I have him in the C minus tier, but you had him in the F tier. No. C minus. We're talking Everton C- Ever- we're talking Everton. We're talking Neil Moppy. We're talking Calvert Lewin's five games a year where he plays.
1: Yep. Um Yeah, Everton McNeil. last season, one of the worst attacks. It was Neil was, was their best bad. guy down the stretch. Mm-hmm.
0: That was about it. Um a lot of, they they expect a lot of help from the midfield for their uh goal scoring, which is not the best way to do it. They did just sign your guy Dan Juma.
1: I do like that who, signing.
0: Who well it's hilarious because he was a Bournemouth guy and then he gets sold from Bournemouth to Villarreal, Real and then he's coming back to the Premier League or the I guess English football in general. And he's gonna go to Everton. And instead he says, No, I'm gonna go to Tottenham, he plays like two games. Mm-hmm. and now he has an agreement with everton again what if he bailed on everton how funny would that have been
1: that'd be messed up
0: <laughs> that'd have been hilarious but um yeah i, I don't know that, that that at least gives me a little bit more faith but the whole you have neil Maupi, Damari gray may or may not be going out yeah you don't really know we don't consider woe an attacker even though i think like every app and stuff will listen as attacky He's virtually just an eight for him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean it really comes down to the fact Calvert Lewin can't stay healthy is the main the main reason for why they're they find themselves down here, in my opinion. No?
1: Yeah, for sure. And then just the drop off in quality in terms of having any sort of backup striker. Neil Moppy, one of the worst strikers to ever play in the league. It's what not striker side
0: I'd probably just say player.
1: That's true. That's yeah. That's good uh Editorial comment there. Um, yeah, they don't have the Chelsea killer Sims anymore. <laughs>
0: they don't have uh, Mr. Naismith coming out.
1: No, no Naismith.
0: They don't have uh, Solomon Rondon. Don't have Genktosin. Yeah. Everton have had a lot of good strikers over the years.
1: I think what it comes down to is eventually Everton's luck will run out.
0: They, they have to start they, making quality signings. They can't just, just signing sign, in general.
1: They can't just sign one guy on a free and then bring in a guy on loan and that's it. Like it just you can't do that for like four years in a row and expect yeah, to go stay Sunderland in the league.
0: Yep. You're just asking to go Sunderland mode.
1: Yeah, honestly, they're lucky they're still in the league right now.
0: Hundred percent. They, if they, they didn't have Pat Frank to get them one result, and then lose about eighteen. You know, imagine if he didn't get that one result, Sam. It would have been down.
1: They sell for Charlotte, they don't really reinvest it, other than bringing in well, Dwight McNeil.
0: To um, be fair, they had they had to sell him to make up for buying Davy Klossen for. 35 mil and probably give an insane amount of wages to a bunch of failed guys but still even then you're in the Premier League you're still getting pr- plenty of revenue each year Yeah. Um, I don't know it's hard to imagine that they can invest a little more than they are but again they had some bad bad signings and bad bad contracts not to mention I, I would assume they're still paying Rafa right probably still paying a couple managers I would assume so, they stink, they're in a bad situation, but when's the last time Everton developed a player? Been a while? You just yeah. do that every once in a while, you know? Pop a guy out. Pop a Baines out. Pop a famous out.
1: Yeah, the last one would probably be...
0: Dom Davies, who's no longer there. Yeah. Uh, and sucked. Holgate? Yeah, no thank you. Anything else before we move on to the D tiers? No, let's stop talking about Everton. All right. Moving on. The first D tier team. I can't fully co-sign on this. I'll say it. It should be slightly higher. Not much higher. Of the D minus tier, we have Nottingham Forest. Awani popping off at the end of last year. Brendan Johnson, he's a speedy boy. A little rapid boy. And they got Gibbs White cooking.
1: But there is absolutely... What's that? They signed a Longa.
0: Yep, a Longa. I'm thinking they could be slightly higher. I don't know, out of D tier. Not saying anything crazy like that. Just bumped up over one out of two of these teams.
1: Yeah, I think it's possible. But I think there's also the possibility that we're overrating them based on a good run of form towards the end of the season. They went on quite a poor run.
0: questioning Steve Cooper and his tactics? That he couldn't figure out until the end of last year because they had 60 guys on the team.
1: No, I'm, I'm questioning Awanese I, I form, no, whether it, he can stay consistent.
0: Well, we won't be able to tell right away unless he sucks because last year the first five games he was good and then the last, like, seven games he was good and everything else in between was nothing.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, obviously, the way they play is very much really centered on the – the counter attack and then even just set pieces in general are kind of, you know, mm-hmm. going to be a big point for them because they're not going to have the ball a ton. If they won the ball more, maybe they'd be able to hold possession more, but that's a whole other thing. Um, I don't love their attack, but I don't hate it. I thought the most intriguing part of the summer for them was whether you sell Brendan Johnson and reinvest it somehow because the way that they went on that run, like you're saying, Brendan Johnson wasn't doing a ton towards the end of the year, but early part of the year and throughout the middle part, he was kind of their main piece de resistance and attack, no?
1: Yeah. I like what they got going with uh, Gibbs White, but it just worries me at the striker position. If a one-year can't produce, where do you go after that?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think there is anything because there's no depth. Um Chris Wood. Yeah, well, better than seeing Sam Surge come on, I suppose.
1: Hey, that's Nashville SC's finest.
0: Sure it is. Sure it is. What's the uh what's the force to MLS pipeline with Lewis O'Brien and that <laughs> Sam <laughs> Sam Serge? Isn't a Greek guy gonna buy a team? Is he gonna buy MN United?
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: And we get some more players teamed up with Tamu Puki. Yes. Um
1: Jonjo Shelby.
0: I don't I, Oof. We'll see where he goes. We'll see what he's cooking. He might be Luton Town's finest.
1: Yeah, could be.
0: Wages too high. Probably. Uh Again, I don't I don't completely disagree with it. They're in the same tier. I just had a ahead of one or two of these other teams that we're about to go over. But Yeah. There's a lot dependent and they definitely don't have depth. That's their weak part. Yeah. Let's move on. Sheffield United.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit surprising to see Sheffield United coming in above a few other teams, a couple of Premier League teams. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think the thing that I like about Sheffield United is that they got... They got a core of guys that they've been playing with for a number of years. So I feel like it'll um, correlate better to the Premier League than maybe some other teams.
0: Yeah. That's fair. I just don't know really who's going to be scoring goals for them, right? Because it's not – do they – who do they even have? Do they even have Bill Sharp anymore? Well, the championship legend, the – The, you know, newer generations, uh, Ross McCormack, if you will.
1: Leading goal scorer last season, he got Ileman Indai, 22 years old, scored 14 goals. And you got Ollie McBurney, 13 goals.
0: I completely forgot that they have Ryan Brewster. (laughs) That is my bad. Ryan
1: Brewster injured last season. So uh, we'll see
0: Liverpool's finest
1: How much of a part he plays But uh, Yeah they had some decent production Out of the midfield Um, McAtee
0: You got uh, Daniel Jebison Canada's finest
1: Yeah Jebison Uh, They don't have McAtee this year Though but Sander Berga He'll make yeah. you a few goals here and there, get you some assists.
0: Yeah, I just have – I just – All I right, downgrade. Do sell
1: them. Sell yeah. them. All right, sell They're them. pretty F-tier, low. After sell them.
0: You got to make an edit to the
1: – I don't know what like, I was thinking.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't – they could bring a guy in. I wouldn't rule that out. I wouldn't be surprised because they haven't really spent much money, but – just where they're at right now, they're kind of in the Burnley spot. It's like I don't really have much faith in any of them. And even when they're up, it's like they have what David McGoldrick. It's like, a, yeah. so I don't have much faith given their current situation. Whenever you're over relying on midfielders getting goals, that's when I get that's when I start to get scared. It's like, a, oh, you know my take, Sam. When it comes to bad teams, if I can't see you scoring enough goals. That's when I lose confidence in you.
1: That's true. You can't because, argue with that.
0: Yes, it comes down to the attack for these bad teams. You want to move on to the next team? Yes. We have Wolverhampton Wanderers.
1: You know, honestly, they could have been F tier looking at. They the were stands.
0: in. They, they were. Yes. I mean, the year before, I don't think anyone would have told you it was probably the sneaky most basic stat. The only team that scored less than them was Norwich. And mm-hmm. then this last year they scored the least amount. Yeah. So it's clearly and it's we were wondering like, is it the system? Is it what is it? It's the players. It has to be the players. They just don't have a nine. Um now they do have your boy Sasha what's his name? They signed yeah, he signed last year and then the first half of the first game tore his ACL. Yes. So we'll give him a little bit of bit of a break there. But I still just don't feel great. Huang Hee Chan will get you like three goals a year and then he gets hurt like immediately after he scores. If he was on a more popular team, he would probably be more of a meme like... Uh, who'd Arsenal have as? Like, a I meme? Mean, Welbeck was kind of a meme. Like he'd score and get hurt or Bentner. Sonogo, those kind of guys. Lord but, Bentner. Yeah. Pedro Neto just... No substance. He just doesn't just doesn't score. Fabio Silva back. I think that they'll probably loan him again or sell him. I just don't think it's gonna work out from there. But who knows? Uh, they technically haven't sold Podence, but he's set to be sold. Obviously, we included Nunes in uh, the midfield, but he's a little more attack minded as well. They still technically have my boy Gonzalo Guedes, who Looked good for about four games, and then they just didn't play him last year. Yeah. And they loaned him out immediately. Raul so,
1: Jimenez officially signed for Fulham.
0: I saw someone's predictions today that had him being pegged as the worst signing and I was like it is only 5 mil, you know that, right? Like I yeah. don't think he'll do good or do much there, but like 5 mil is 5 mil in today's
1: yeah, that gets market. you a, a bag of chips. <laughs>
0: so yeah, yeah, if they
1: if they do end up selling Podence, and it doesn't seem like there's much for incomings, they could be in a real heap of trouble here. I mean, I think they're already in a real heap of trouble unless they can get some real great perf- um, production out of uh, Kalajic, which I'm, is a real unknown at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm still just more concerned about their midfield in general, given their play style and their ability to, uh, you know, hold the ball, win it back a little here and there. They haven't really really been able to do that that much these past few years but maybe there's a style play difference that's coming up for Wolves otherwise this might just get ugly and it's like Lopetegui's out by like the end of September and it's just a long year for Wolves fans but mm-hmm. yeah it, at least you know you have some experience with Wolves their main thing is just guys can't really stay healthy and also struggle to find form so yeah not ideal well, let's move on another team in the d-list crystal palace they lost your boy Wilf, sam
1: he's, he's finally gone. gone
0: i didn't realize so many people were uh big fans of Wilf. everyone's like oh man it's gonna suck to see wolf and saint maximin leave it's like okay where were you people talking about this before
1: you know it's surprising there's been a lot of rumors of him leaving over the past few seasons, and it was always like, "Oh, you know, he'll go to a top half club, or you know, maybe a yeah." It's always Tottenham,
0: league. Arsenal, or he'll try out or like Dortmund or Lille or some like team like that, and then it's like, "Nope, he's actually going to go to Galatasaray." And you know what? It's pretty fitting. <laughs> it's pretty fitting, Sam. It's
1: uh, uh. not ideal. <laughs>
0: But outside of Wolf being gone, still have Mateta, still have Edward. Uh would say more in attack, even though we kind of talked about how he's midfield, but I always consider him more attack-minded. Technically, I use attack, even though he's more midfield too, but you know, there's a little there's a little bit here and there with creation, but it's always going to come down to Mateta and Edward just not being able to find the form. They're pretty much Their own versions of Wang Hee Chan, where it's just like, except it's less about getting hurt for them, and it's more so, they'll score a goal as a sub, and then they get the start next week, and then they do nothing for 70 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. another one gets
0: subbed on and scores, and it's like, okay, well, what is that?
1: That's exactly the point, is they just keep flip-flopping, they don't commit to one or the other. So I don't think it's really possible for one to excel over the other. If it if I had to choose one, I'd pick Edouard personally um, to just kind of roll with for a while and see how that goes. But
0: I like the idea of them being a one-two punch, and it's a little kind of uh, thunder and lightning kind of style. But they just, like you said, they just don't. I don't know if it's like they just misplay like the form and like what what teams are going to be, how they're going to be defending and stuff. So Vieira just like misread how to, when to play him and who to play and stuff like that. But they weren't really popping off under Boy at the end, which is weird because all the attack was, they're scoring goals like crazy. But
1: I mean, I think it's just going to be difficult anytime you're an attacking player to go on any good run of form when you're in and out of the team as much as that.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. When you don't know what what your game time is going to be like, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on the Elise rumor to Chelsea or Man City? For I think around it's, forty mil. I
1: think it's too soon. I think he could use another season at uh, Palace, but I think
0: he could too. But then he w- he'll perform well, and then he's what sixty to seventy, and then then you're really asking like, oh man, it's that that's quite a bit. So
1: yeah, but at age twenty, you know, there's another year of development where he plays. A lot. He played 2,700 minutes last season. That could be really beneficial for his game. Whereas yeah. if he he goes to Chelsea, maybe he plays some
0: 20 games, 25 games, and not all of them starts. Yeah. So. Uh, well, if he goes to Man City, bro, he'll he'll be in the rotation all the time. I'm sure. We've definitely never seen a situation like Calvin Phillips where they just sit on the bench all year.
1: Yeah, but I do think. The Crystal Palace attack is looking light, especially if they do end up selling Elise zaha not being there this year there's you know it's it's pretty thin up top chance for for a younger player like uh, that a BOA guy played a few games last season yeah. to to make a name for himself and get some minutes, but I think they could use an addition or two.
0: Agreed. I just don't know. It seems like they're forever like, ah, we just can't afford guys. I was like, really? You haven't spent in a while. But I suppose that's what happened. These teams, I said this sometime last year, it's like these teams that are coming up and they're getting hot and then they just spend like 35 mil on a guy and completely whiff and they're like, oh shit, and it sets them back for like four years. Like Benteke was their guy. They spent what, like 30 mil on him? And yeah. He had played like okay at times, but That's pretty tough
1: I think they spent a good amount on uh, Edouard as well
0: Yeah, like 20 to 30 mil Somewhere in that range So Moving on Bournemouth the Mighty Bournemouth I thought you might have him a little higher Because I know you love Bournemouth You're a big fan of Dom Yes
1: Big fan of Dom Big fan of Phil Bill Even though he's more midfield in midfield, but
0: score some like goals.
1: A lot of production coming out of him. Our boy Dango, the winter signing.
0: Yeah. Uh they brought they in Cloy Yeah.
1: Uh from Roma. See what kind of production he can bring. And of course they still have some guys, Jaden Anthony, Kiefer Moore.
0: Yeah, spot-start spot, spot start guys and guys you can kind of plug in once in a while. Absolutely.
1: Semenyo, another guy brought in in the winter window. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: David Brooks on the They bench have there. the
0: depth there. It's just, do they have the right quality and the right kind of guys to... Um, you know, nice balance of players in terms of play style and whatnot. I think they do. I think their team makes sense. We felt that about their team last year. I think it's still going to be more of the same. I think it will just be interesting to see with the new manager. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to see if Bournemouth has really played any preseason at all. I've been too focused on a bunch of other teams. Um, just to kind of catch how they've been playing. I think they just recently had a friendly with Southampton and it finished like 3-2 or something like that. But um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about their attack. Really, it's more about their their defense and certain aspects of their midfield, as we already covered.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: How many goals for Dom Solanke this year, Sam? Well, over under eleven. Oh,
1: over. Did okay. You last season.
0: I don't know. It was, had to be pretty close. Let me look. Uh, Tell me why you feel six. that way Only
1: six I can't believe it
0: Wow Maybe not over. more than 11 Emphatic over Well if he's healthy I believe in him That, yeah. that could be it's your crazy. That could be The way I had a uh, Ollie Watkins last year You could give a big Dom Solanke Vote but of the, confidence
1: I think part of it too You got Dango Who came in the winter window That was a big boost yeah. Having someone Who could provide some assists. I think that mm-hmm. definitely would help and
0: still uh, have Tavernier and stuff Tavernier. for supplying some balls but Quavert. yeah it'll be it'll just be interesting to see what what's gonna happen with uh with their play style if it suits the attack more or just as much as last year, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, that's that's a big question because their play style last season was pretty unique in terms of how efficient they were with their limited amount of chances.
0: Yeah, they anytime they did create a chance, it was a real good one. And also let's move on. Oh
1: just continue. wrap that up. I just wanted to also the inclusion of uh Phil Bill in the attack, you know, that's a bit of a different kind of situation there. So
0: True. True, could be more or less, who knows? Um to the C tier team. Let's start off. You have Brentford, mm-hmm. the C the C tier, closer to C minus. Yeah. I had I struggled with this one too, and this is where I ended up with them as well. Because you have to factor in how they did last year, but you also have to factor in they're gonna miss, you know, half a season of Ivan Tony.
1: Yeah, that's massive.
0: And you have to factor in how, you know, guys like Damsgard and Keen Lewis Potter and whatnot make a jump. So this is probably I would say the toughest team to judge, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of factors at play, and I'll let you I'll let you expand on it.
1: Well, I think you have a number of guys that are just kind of question marks. Obviously we saw Mbumo step up last season towards the end of the season, and he was really producing a lot uh in terms of goals. He stepped in kind of into the Ivan Tony role. And the production was there last season, but I don't know if I feel confident saying like he could carry that forward for a or you can pencil him period. in for
0: you can pencil him in for seven goals in the first you know, till Ivan Tony comes back. It's like, ah, uh, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? He also for whatever reason, seems like he always has terrible luck hitting the post.
1: Yes, he does seem
0: Constantly. like he hits the post a lot. So
1: And then you have other guys, uh Shada Wisa, Damsgaard, Keane Lewis Potter, all those guys, potential to be good. We've seen good play out of all of them. But can they do it on a consistent basis? I would say Shad is the most likely, followed by maybe Wiesa. We've seen Wisa come in clutch with some goals. But I've also seen Wiesa play like absolute garbage. So
0: <laughs>
1: you just don't know how they're going to fare without Ivan Tony for, you know, a uh, that first half of the season.
0: Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting to see how Thomas Frank uh, makes his adjustments for the team. Um, I still have decent faith in him. I, I like this spot for them. That hey, we got them. Next up, West Ham. Sam.
1: Yes. West Ham.
0: They're not really going to put much into the attack as far as the rice funds. Um we do have Bowen. Had a little dip last year from the year before as expected. The year before he was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um well that's gonna be put on Lucas Paqueta in the midfield, to get the ball forward just like it was towards the end of last year. They still have Skamaka. He'll probably get loaned if not sold. Um Mikel Antonio apparently gonna be Sold They still have Max Corney
1: Max Corney That's potential for an X Factor
0: Yeah we'll see he was It's hurt. been a little while
1: But we know it's the talent's there Two years Maybe ago looked- with Burnley he, was, Burnley he was phenomenal So he was hurt a, a whole lot Last season didn't really have a chance to Get any Sort of rhythm going but he started featuring More towards the end of the season So I think that's a potential don't don't sleep on Max Cornet.
0: Our, I think the ultimate don't sleep on him guy, and everyone always sleeps on him, is going to be Danny Yangs.
1: Lord Danny Yangs.
0: Yeah. Danny Yangs, very solid, proven veteran that we all know about He'll bag you, you know, probably anywhere from six to, you know, depending how much you let him play. At this point, what would you say his max output could be? Like, 13 goals
1: yeah that's probably about right
0: he'll get you somewhere in there Ben Rama forever just kind of a frustrating player because you want him to make that jump but it just seems like he kind of is what he is Um, he's a very streaky player but when he has it going he's fantastic
1: yeah I think this could be the year where it's kind of make or break in terms of whether he can take that next step of being a consistent performer in the team
0: well, you'd think he would get more time this year as far as just, like, kind of letting him do his thing. Yeah. But who knows? Um, yeah, so they have a little bit of deadwood they could offload. It'd be nice if they could kind of get a younger attacking player and see if they could kind of, you know, do something with that. I thought that they were going to kind of pony up and get the, the Victor Georgis guy from Coventry, but mm-hmm. apparently not. They still technically have Nikola Vlasic, too, who will probably be sold or loaned out again. Yeah. But what are your thoughts, Sam? Can Bowen return back to form? Yeah, from the I year think prior?
1: so. I think so. He, I think he's he's a great player. Um,
0: I feel like a lot of stuff last year came down to tactics, and Moyes yeah. was just kind of all over the board in terms of what he was doing, and he wasn't making... The right adjustments, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. And honestly... The build-up
0: was kind of all over the board. I felt like he should have retired this yeah. year, they So, I will see. So.
1: I think he should have moved on, and they could have got a fresh start. Because something we talked about last season was it was just kind of getting stale. And yeah. so far, no new
0: signings yet. Yeah, the only team not to sign anyone, I believe.
1: So you know i don't think that helps affect any you know it's just going to get more stale
0: yeah i guess it won't necessarily just be attack minded but ward prowse will probably be their main guy that they get mm-hmm. apparently gallagher and mctom are guys they're looking at so we'll see i don't know
1: i'd like gallagher just to light a bit of a spark but i think mctom kind of then would then it build becomes who's going to ever
0: win the ball it's just McToms winning the ball for you? I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. So West Ham has a lot lot to do, as we talked about in the first uh, kind of transfer preview pod. It could really go well for them because they have the funds to do it. But also, you know, there's not a ton of time left anymore. The season starts in about two, three weeks. So they yeah. got to get on it. Not Next true. up, C tier. C for Chelsea.
1: Hank's very own Chelsea Football Club,
0: fantastic club.
1: He loves him. He loves we young start off Nicholas star Jackson, star player,
0: star player Hakim Ziyech, <laughs> you may have heard of him. Followed by Romelu Lukaku, yes, and the, the Callum hudson man. Adoy. Good don't, starting. Don't present. forget
1: Raheem Sterling.
0: Oh my gosh, Hank I can't believe it's the badge. I can't. I can't believe this. It took this people people this long to just be like, oh, actually, Sterling's not good. It's like really, I think he's been that way for like three years. But okay,
1: yeah, he's been washed for <laughs> for a good few
0: years. People were very uh, inclined to thinking he was good because he had the simplest role for England, where he, they kept constantly putting him in one on ones with the keeper, uh, because Harry Kane was dropping in the right pockets of spaces. We do need to go into that, but it is what it is. Uh, main attack for Chelsea Kylo Mudric, Christopher Nkunku Nick Jackson um, obviously some kind of side pieces too with Medweke Um it'd be interesting to see if they loan a couple guys out some of the Brazilian guys like Angelo um, I don't know Chelsea's in such flux it's strange to say I think C's fair because they have quality, but it's unproven quality, you know. Just because you spend a lot on a guy doesn't mean he's going to necessarily translate uh, to the league. But how are you feeling about Chelsea's attack? I think the the tactics have already helped. They can they can actually build up play with what Poch is doing with them. It's sustainable attacking football. It's not this just get everything wide and swing crosses in with Chilwell and James. Tukulban Terror Ball or Graham Potter Ball Um, feels a bit better but the depth definitely isn't there and the quality we don't know for sure so I think C is fair
1: yeah uh, big question marks for me on this one there's potential for some good stuff here but it's a very inexperienced attacking line uh, for a team of the stature of Chelsea to have Kind of no Premier League proven guys, really. But some opportunities for some guys to step up. I'm sure Mudrick will perform better than what we saw saw last season. You know, a lot of people are down on that.
0: I think that's just part of tactics, too. I think Potch is going to get the most out of these guys compared to anything Tuchel or Potter could have got. Yeah. Um, I think as far as personal, too, some of this just makes more sense, like, with the whole swapping Havertz for Nkunku, I mean, if you say what you want, one guy might have been a little more or you know, something like that, but they're around the same price tag. It just makes more sense for Chelsea to have a guy like Nkunku who's going to be more direct and willing to take on and kind of has that aggression in him in terms of how he's looking to attack, whereas Kai Havertz is a little bit more of a distributor. He'll pop up in the box once in a while and score and stuff like that, but it's not like you want to get him in behind and he's going to be scoring all the time. That's just not what he did. I that's not what he does, and that's obviously not what he did it for Chelsea, so I think it just makes sense, kind of the direction they're going, but I think there's a lot of question marks as far as guys like Roya even though he just said he's bad I think there's question marks as far as Sterling like, does he, does he play that much? I don't even know, like he's whenever he comes on in preseason, he actually just looks like the worst attacking player they have <laughs> so we will see They have some guys to offload still, Hudson Adoy, Lukaku, stuff like that. So but like I said, I think C is fair. A lot of potential, but young and inexperienced, especially in the Premier League. Moving on, I think we have to drop this team down to at least C minus, if not D tier. Especially since they're gonna be losing Mitrovic. We have Fulham.
1: Yes. When I made my list, this was pre Mitrovic.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's fair. Yes. Completely understandable. But um, as far as the attack for Fulham goes, a lot of it's going to be coming through the midfield, but just pure attackers Andreas Pereira, Willian, Bobby D. Cordova Reed, uh, as of now, Raul Jimenez, and Carlos Vinicius. Yep. Did I miss anyone?
1: Uh, did you say Harry Wilson? Harry Wilson.
0: Harry Wilson. Yep. I knew I was missing one. I was like, that doesn't feel right. Harry Wilson. So it's not bad. Um, the creativity is there. I am now because Mitrovic has gone. I'm a bit worried about the actual, just like having a nine in there to finish the chances. I guess it's going to be Carlos Vinicius.
1: Yeah, I would think. I so. don't.
0: I. I don't hate it, but I really, really, really don't like it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I want. I. Honestly, one to have guessed that I would be in this position to say Carlos Vinicius is not the worst option, but considering the teams that we've previewed before, there's yes. some just awful teams in terms of attack. I, we're not
0: saying let Carlos Vinicius cook, <laughs> but we're definitely not saying, you know.
1: You let him in the kitchen and you see what yeah,
0: happens. Yeah, yeah, you let him do something. Uh,. I don't think that they'll spend much more. And if they do, it'll probably be more, I would suspect, towards defense. They might be selling your boy Tosin. Did you see that? That he's going to turn down Tottenham to go to Monaco?
1: Oh, no, I didn't see that. I saw that they signed or are very close to signing the center back from Ajax. Bassey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Which I like that move, bringing in a younger center back. That's something we were talking about.
0: Well, you got to Tim too. Ream can't play forever, even though it feels like he could. Exactly. Um. I don't know. I feel like they they could reach a point where they kind of were last year, where it's like where are the goals gonna come from. But last year they just kept pulling goals out of their butts because guys would get hot at the right time. They had like a stretch where Manor Solomon was amazing. He's gone now. Yeah. Um. You're still relying on Willian. That's a bit scary.
1: Yeah, I'm kind
0: of kind of stinks.
1: I'm kind of at a point where it's like just bring in like a quality attacker. It doesn't have to be a certain position necessarily, but just kind of raise the level. But I'm not sure exactly that that'll happen. I guess it all depends on how the whole Mitrović saga goes down.
0: I just am out on Raul Jimenez too. That just is yeah. what it is. He's not the same guy. Yeah. So ready to move on?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's that much to say about Fulham.
0: Good. Moving on. We have the B-minus tier, and we, we agreed with this. I figured it would be a hot take that you would uh you would, might be on board with, but I don't think – I think 95% of people would not be. Yeah. We have Man U mm-hmm. at B-minus, and we have a couple teams ahead of them that I don't think many people would have ahead of them. The attack consists of Bruno Fernandes, Mason Mount. I mean, you would think Christian Eriksen, but technically not Christian Eriksen. Martial still here. Mason Greenwood still here. That's nuts. Um, but obviously, the wing talent of Garnaccio, Sancho, Antony, and then we have Marcus Rashford, who's forced into being the striker pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's, there's just so much money poured in. And I think this is partially why I have to downgrade them a bit because it's just so frustrating. There's so much funds poured into the attack for it to be this ugly and
1: bad. <laughs> That's so true.
0: How is it this, like, dysfunctional? You don't have a nine, but yet your attack is probably valued at over, like, 250 mil. It doesn't really make sense. No. Um, I, you know Bruno Fernandes is very very confusing player to me and I, I can't wrap my head around it cuz there's moments where he does appear to be like one of the better Premier League players and people just pencil him into that no matter what and then there's the people who hate on Bruno Fernandes and they're not right most of the time but there's once in a while where it's like they are totally you know not they're not wrong like he just doesn't have it for mm-hmm. periods of time and it's like oh what the hell so yeah I don't know. and then the whole mount thing is just i just wouldn't have done it i just don't think it's there um i'm not saying he's deli alley 2.0 but i just don't i just didn't see that as a need for them i felt if anything they could have used a guy who's more of a eight slash six again and kind of almost have him paired with casimir a little more defense because casimir not in there you're still swiss cheese and even when he's in there it's still pretty tough You know, with Mount and uh, Bruno Mm as being the other two in there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm at a point with Mason Mount where it's like, you got to show me something before I'm going to get on board. Yeah. And I didn't see any of that last season at Chelsea, that's for sure. Obviously, they'll be hoping that a change of scenery is going to be beneficial. But like you said... Huge waste of money. Jadon Sancho, Anthony silently one of the worst signings last season, but the the favoritism of Manchester United kind of saw that swept under the rug. I would say when le, when le Garnacho
0: FA Cup or the the Carabao Cup, whatever they won.
1: When Garnacho is your best performing winger outside of Rashford, it's cause for concern there.
0: I just don't know how, like, I th- if I was United, I would have seriously considered cutting ties with Sancho and just being, like, offering to Tottenham. And then you just say, look, we have to get Osimhen from Napoli. We just have to. Or we have to get Kane. We have to get one of the two. Because we're putting Rashford in a spot where he's still good at striker, but he really should be on the wing. Yeah. And then not to mention, we could just have a natural goal scorer. And your team would actually be complete, and it would make sense. Right now, it makes no fucking sense. Yep. It, made, it made such little sense last year that you had to bring in Voot Mm-hmm. That's how much your team doesn't make sense. And yet, you're spending hundreds of millions of pounds on individual players, not even on the team in general. Individual players. It's insane.
1: Right. We We spent all last season just looking at the gaping hole of the number nine position for United. And for some reason, they... Have not addressed it.
0: Yeah. I think it's because if they're going to go big, they just want to knock it out. But these teams are going to, like, they, like, at Atlanta are just making them pay, you know, like 70 mil for Coyland. And it's like, yeah, he's nineteen twenty, but that's what you have to pay for these young guys now because you're man, you. It is what it is. Yeah. And the striker
1: so, market this year is like so bad. Pretty
0: dry. Pretty dry. Um, I feel like B minus is fair. I feel like they're severely overrated, and I agree with your take, Sammy. Per usual. Good meal. Good meal. Let's move on. Brighton and Hove Albion. Fantastic spot by you, Sam. This is where I had them, too.
1: The true intellectuals. They see the truth.
0: The thing I was surprised about was I saw they might be loaning out uh, the Argentinian kid, Buenanote. Or oh, what's okay.
1: his name? Yeah, they him. might loan
0: him up. But they have so many options. Yeah. They have so many options. Joel Pedro, Julio, and Ciso both are going to pop off this year. Evan mm. Ferguson, Dennis Undav. They still have Wellbeck. He'll be like their fifth choice striker. That's the world we live in. Yeah. Um, Matoma can obviously cook. Gross and March have their own contributions to the attack, but are more midfield. They just have a lot. They have so many guys.
1: Yeah, and I saw this uh, Adingra. He scored two goals last night. Yep. In the preseason friendly. So that's uh, another young guy to watch out for.
0: Yeah, they just pull these guys out of their butts.
1: Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much depth they have just all around the attack. And guys that aren't necessarily household names yet, but they bring talent.
0: I have a feeling, and even though Evan Ferguson's really good, if they play Joao Pedro in the Premier League, I think he's going to absolutely cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is going to pop off. Yeah, um, I love their depth. I love their youth, but yet they also have veteran presence. It's really, it's about as good as you can get, especially for Brighton. It's uh it's a, it's pretty special.
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely a golden era of Brighton Football Club.
0: Yes um, Anything else you you want to say As far as who's going to maybe establish themselves Or how they're going to rotate it With Europa League versus Premier League And what not
1: Yeah I think the biggest challenge Would will just be like What's the winning combination here And maybe there isn't necessarily one I think we saw that last season They would just plug in some guys And they just perform right off the bat yeah. So I don't think necessarily There is a right or wrong answer terms of formation but
0: it'd be interesting to see how DeJerby splits them up and plays them and whatnot
1: yeah but like you said with the European competition that's There's something plenty of to, games to go around
0: Yep, <laughs> plenty of games to go around plenty of guys in the squad so I don't hate it yep um moving on last beat tier team Aston Villa some fantastic players out here obviously Ollie Watkins last year getting hot for an extended period of time. Leon Bailey, new signing, Musa Diaby.
1: Oh, I really like that signing.
0: Yeah, fan, fantastic move by them. in um, attack, Tielemans midfield, but attacking presence, to say the least. Sam's guy, Coutinho, still here.
1: Coutinho, c- collecting a check.
0: They got uh, the best 41 in the Premier League, Jacob Ramsey, out Jacob here. Jacob
1: Ramsey, yeah. Big season for yep. him last year.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean they technically still have a bunch of secondary guys. I would suspect they're loaned out. Um I mean I guess there's plenty of games to go around because they're in Europe too, but guys like John Duran and Bertrand Charore as mm-hmm. well. So um what's your favorite aspect for this uh the villa attack?
1: I really like the the Diaby signing like I said obviously Ollie Watkins last season was massive went on a great goal scoring run hopefully he can continue that this season but I do like their options with Duran and possibly Cameron Archer uh, at striker and then hopefully just continue to see the quality out of guys like Buendia and and Bailey hopefully can Elevate their game even further, building off of last season.
0: Yeah, completely agree. I think there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of moving pieces with Villa to incorporate a couple new guys. Mm -hmm. It's almost necessary, given the fact that you're going to be in European football again for the first time in a while. So I, I like it. I like the way they're set up. It feels like they could make a jump this year. I gotta yeah. say, I don't care for their new badge.
1: I hate the circularization of badges. The the, the
0: modernization, yeah, the modernization of football, where it's kind of more like minimalist look, and they all look the same. It's I and don't they're like all it. circles. Yes. Why
1: does everything got to be a circle?
0: Yeah. It's Can't so boring. A... Yeah. Um. Moving on. The A tier teams, yes, sir. Tottenham Hotspur, your club.
1: Tottenham Hotspur, on the brink of being downgraded to probably Deere. about a D. If if Harry Kane yeah. ends up leaving,
0: they'll be they'll be in the C tier. I still like them enough.
1: Some people probably surprised after we've been trashing Tottenham over the past. Well, their defense,
0: their their defense is just absolutely abysmal and their midfield is not that great but their attack is obviously good. Uh Madison mm-hmm. LaCelso having a little resurgence. They see that's the problem with Tottenham. We thought, "Oh, well, we're hearing all this noise about Endombale and stuff like that making a return." No. celso has been looking good and playing a bunch. Um Kuleshevsky obviously in there. Manor Solomon, Hyung-Min's son, Richarlison, obviously the, the piece, there's a stance. Brian heel. Um, I mean, Harry Kane. How longer, how much longer they have Harry Kane? We don't know. Will they be smart and sell him? We don't know. All I know is that they signed Richarlison last year for 50 mil. And he was stinky. Yes. Um, And now you're getting Manor Solomon. And I had to jokingly ask you who's better, Solomon or Richarlison. And you said Richarlison. (laughs) But I thought it was funny to ask. Uh, I mean, I still feel like for how cheap they got Madison, that's a fantastic signing. Yes. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird team that's in flux. They're they're very much like where Chelsea was at, kind of in the winter window in terms of like they're bringing in new guys, but they have to offload so many other guys. (laughs) <laughs> that it's like, what is this team? It's like four managers combined, you know?
1: Yeah, it is a real hodgepodge of different ideas.
0: So they're they're like Chelsea, but when Chelsea was a few months back, they're a little delayed. But at least they do have Harry Kane still, who we've talked about it. We'll just briefly mention it. I don't think it makes sense for him to leave personally, and I'm a whole... I judge him based on winning trophies and stuff, but at the same time, it's like, why would you leave now? You're almost 30. You're so close to the goal-scoring record. You might as well just stay. What is you going to Bayern and winning the Bundesliga do for your career and reputation? Nothing. So, Yeah. But if you're Tottenham, how do you not sell them?
1: Right, right. I think at this point, maybe try and play one more year and then go on a free...
0: Go to Chelsea or United. Chelsea
1: or United, and then you go on with that. Like you said, what's the point of going to Bayern? I guess you have the chance of winning the Champions League, but still, it just doesn't feel like if he moves there, no one's going to be like, oh, yes, finally, his career is complete.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It would be very much like the rant to the Warriors, and it's kind of like, well, they were already good before you, and then you went there, and sure, you did something, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is with Tottenham. I I would tell if I was Tottenham, if I was Kane, I would just stay at Tottenham or make sure that I'm get my free transfer to either United or get my bully bucks. Nah, no, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think Sun bounces back before we move on?
1: No, I think he's washed.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Moving on. The last A-tier team, Newcastle United. That's right.
1: People might be and a you're... little surprised we're switching it up on them, adding an S-tier.
0: Yeah, when we've had an A-tier this whole time but the S-tier. There's so many good attacks. Yeah. So many bad and so many good. There's not really that many... mediocre the mediocre tier is more uncertainty as far as Brentford and Chelsea and teams like that we don't really know what they are that's the middle tier you're either shit or you're pretty good (laughs) exactly Um, going to Newcastle obviously Calm Wilson and Isak. fantastic uh, kind of rotation they got going there where one guy's hurt the other guy can step in and play and then, then one guy gets hurt and the guy's eventually back our boy St. Maximin eventually going to be sold to Saudis. Uh, Anthony Gordon playing a bunch, actually featuring really really uh, nicely. You figured that how would figure out how to use him. Mm-hmm. Murphy, a big part of their attack last year, whipping balls in, getting wide. A uh, real big part in the counterattack too. And then Harvey Barnes... Yeah The big new signing I really like
1: that A lot of people Questioning that move But I think that That's
0: silliness That's a that good signing For silliness. Newcastle Yep It would have been Even more amazing If it was West Ham But I like it For Newcastle mm-hmm. um, What's your favorite Part of this Attack that Newcastle Have
1: I think my favorite Part would probably Be the combination Of Isak and Wilson They were just so uh, prolific last season. We saw when they didn't have those two guys that there was a bit of a drop off there. Yeah. Uh, but Calum Wilson, I mean, it's amazing how how well he plays and when he's healthy, he's yeah, he's, uh, he's right he's, up there he, with the best.
0: Easily fourteen, fifteen goal season. You just pencil him in. He doesn't even have to play a full year. Yeah, he's just got to play like two thirds of it. It'll be good that number yeah yeah newcastle i feel strong about their attack i like where they're at you want to move on the s tier yes please the lowest of the s tier teams liverpool i did have liverpool ahead of arsenal for all that it matters but they're both in the a tier Mm -hmm. but if you had to make me pick one i'd pick liverpool
1: yeah i think it's pretty close
0: it's yeah you can't really you're just splitting hairs at that point
1: but yeah.
0: Liverpool obviously they have Salah of the Shire. Um <laughs> Luis Diaz, Darweezy Habibi, who everyone is penciling in to be the bounce back player this year, which now has me concerned. <laughs> I have not seen this. Cody, Cody Gakpo, Diego Jota, um Harvey Elliott at times it means more midfield, but he pops up in in attack as well. Sobe will be Sobe. a big part of their attack. I like where they're at. Obviously, they incorporate Alexander-Arnold and mm-hmm. Robertson in the attack, but obviously more defenders slash midfield. But, you know, that front front three of Diaz, Darwizzi, and Salah, fantastic. And then Gakpo kind of coming in there, too, every once in a while. Yeah. Top-notch.
1: Liverpool definitely is a team where when they're clicking it's scary how good they can be we saw that last season at times and it it reminds you that despite them not having a great season the talent is definitely still there
0: well i mean the fact that they and this might be more about the premier league but they didn't even play like even relatively well for half a season or over half a season and they still finished fifth. um just goes to show you they get hot they can do what they need to and it's really fueled by Sala. Uh But how many good years of Sala they have left? I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I'd say probably like one.
0: Yeah, I felt like last year's kind of might have been the beginning of the end, but he rallied towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Is there a least favorite part of this Liverpool attack? A chink in the armor, if you will?
1: Well, I mean, you have Darwin Habibi, who we... Oh, no in love. Um,
0: yes, he's like the, you know, like a crazy uncle or something.
1: I I don't think his best position is at the nine. I think his no. best is coming off the wing. Get him out wide. Which, yeah. obviously, when you got a guy like Luis Diaz, why would you play Darwin at
0: Yeah.
1: So you're still left with kind of a, a hole in the middle Kind of like United. Yeah, maybe
0: that's just Gakpo. Maybe Jota, but he's more of a. If you have to play middle, he's probably better. Is it like a false nine? But
1: but that's that's always kind of been Liverpool's thing since Klopp has come in. They've yeah not really relied on nine. one consistent goal scorer. They're goal scored by committee.
0: I think the main thing to talk about is. Just... No Bobby Firmino. He's gone. Yeah. Amazing season last year, really out of nothing. Yeah. They just channeled their inner. Uh, they needed him to pop off, and they got him to pop off.
1: He did come in clutch.
0: Sam, how are we doing on the Zoom meeting?
1: Uh, we are on Discord, so it is it relevant? Oh, it
0: keeps it no matter what. Okay. Yes. Good, good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Anything else you'd like to say about Liverpool?
1: No, I think that covers it.
0: Okay. Let's move on. The Arsenal.
1: The Arsenal.
0: I- I'ma let you I'm gonna let you do your thing here.
1: Big preseason victory last night against the mighty Lever FC Barcelona five to three.
0: Barcelona.
1: Goal scoring on display. Looking at Arsenal's attack, obviously. The dynamic duo, Saka and Martin Odegaard, were huge. Both potential players of the season. And then you had Martinelli had a great year. Trossard, sneaky good signing, having a great preseason. I think he'll be pushing for a starting spot this year. That was kind of their downfall, honestly, when he stopped starting, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Terrible decision. You got
1: Gabby Jesus, who had a good start to the season last year and then got hurt and missed some time. And then you got some question mark kind of guys like Eddie and Ketyan, uh Balogun, who.
0: Who's not training with the team and they're just like resigned to selling.
1: Yeah, looking to potentially sell. But there's opportunities there because Gabriel Jesus is not really a traditional nine. And then you and have... Yeah, he gets hurt. You have guys like Fabio Vieira Smith Rowe In that number 10 position Looking to Break into the team some more Um, But last season we saw it Kind of like Liverpool Goal scoring by committee It wasn't just one guy There's a lot of guys pitching in there And I think we'll see that again this year
0: Will we see any out of Nicolas Pepe
1: Nicolas Pepe still on the team Still on the he's team. He's here.
0: He's here. Yeah. Reese Nelson. They still have him technically. To... They him. Did they How long did they re up him for? Like a year or two?
1: No, like a full four or five years. Oh wow. Yeah. It was it was like a commitment move, but he's still young. He's been at the club for a long time, so I think there's potential for him to develop into a role. Especially, I mean, they've been playing soccer till like death. So they need some rotation.
0: Yeah, they refuse to, though. They do, for whatever reason. Sam, how are you feeling about Kai Havertz? Kai Havertz,
1: you know, I think it'll take some time to get adapted, but I like the idea of him taking over the Jaka role rather than what he was doing. Well, it makes more sense
0: to have a makes more sense to have a ten in the jacker role than forcing Jaka to be there when Jaka's not yeah. really a ten. But
1: yeah, you could see the limitations with Jaka in that role last season.
0: So yeah, it'd be nice still to have scoring. someone
1: a little more athletic.
0: Who's going to be Arsenal's leading goal scorer this year?
1: I think it'll still be Saka. Okay. I think he's just kind of the most consistent, but you, uh,
0: you owe me a tenner when it's Trossard?
1: It could be Trossard. I, I love Trossard.
0: You know if it were I've up to me, he'd be
1: starting every game.
0: Yeah. Uh let's move on. Man City. I mean, the attack De Bruyne we considered part of midfield, but it doesn't even matter. Um Pilfoden, part of midfield, also kind of an attack in a sense gucci Grealish really coming back on as he should because he's a hundred million pound player mm-hmm. julian alvarez perfect kind of backup rotation striker and then selling mares but uh obviously they have the best player in the world i don't care what anyone says you can have your mbappe you can have your guys who dribble i'll i'll take my proven commodities and uh erling holland my boy erlings
1: yes indeed I don't think there's uh, much to be argued with that. Man City had a lot of firepower there, a lot of money spent.
0: Broke the scoring record last year in -hmm. his first season. Main thing for him will always be the injury, and so I think depth will always be kind of a concern. But when you're spending as much money as Man City do on these guys, they're not always going to have the best depth. Gone are the days, Sam, of Man City buying... uh, negredo jovicic and uh who else did they buy that summer when they bought three strikers negredo jovicic and someone else
1: can't yeah, remember I'm trying to remember who it was that. like 10 years ago now yeah. that's a
0: long that's a long time for us but anyways you talk about city i'm gonna look this up real quick
1: yeah i like alvarez as that backup striker probably the best backup striker in the league. Jack Grealish, like you said, really coming into his own in that role, which we've seen with Man City. Sometimes guys take a little bit of time to adapt into the play style because they play a very different way than pretty much any other team does. But I think now that he's uh, kind of adapted that role, he'll just keep getting better and better. De Bruyne, obviously a big part, but you know, a little bit of a concern towards injuries, and he's getting up there in age 32 years old, so um, just something to keep an eye on for that. Obviously, Gundawan last season, not necessarily an attack, but came up clutch with some good goals and assists, and honestly, I felt really unlocked their attack's true potential, so it'll be interesting to see how the Addition of Kovacic Can he play in that role um, Silva How do these guys Man, unlock The attack? Man
0: City fans are already Huge fans of Kovacic as they should be Is a very good player I just We'll see with the injuries it Always comes down to injuries with them too mm-hmm. um, You know it's a bit, bit Worrisome with him and putting too much On him and then he gets hurt and he's out for Four to five weeks. It's always the soft tissue stuff with him. It's never like he breaks a bone. It's always the hamstrings or something. Yeah. And it's just like, well, there's really no timetable and things like that. So right. we'll see. Also, I looked it up, and it was Navas. who's Who I was thinking of. So not, Navas, those so beautiful a blue eyes. Yes. Yes. They also bought Fernandinho that window, and I did not know this, but they bought him from Shakhtar. Mm. I don't remember him ever being there, but. Yes. That wraps it up. All we really made for changes was to drop Sheffield to F and uh I guess Fulham to D.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. But all right. Next next week we got the ultimate preview, episode one hundred of the pod, but more importantly, previewing the bottom half of the table you will hear Sam and I give our predictions for these teams, um, kind of breaking down the key features of every team. And kind of, you'll get an aspect as far as the look. See how we see the table shaping up?
1: Yeah. Season is fast approaching. Just a few weeks away.
0: Insanity. Is there anything you would like to say, Sam, before we depart?
1: Well, as our last episode in double digits, I would like to say, on to the triple digits, my friend. Here we go.
0: There's no looking back.
1: No looking back.
0: Until next time, adios. Sayonara. Nice